we are in holiday mode. Hope you guys are too. It's true. We thought we'd drop back into your ears just to give you a little peek into what a we really enjoyed. A bonus, if you will. <laughs> what <laughs> we really enjoyed from the seasons, the last three seasons of Behind the Clifford. Melissa is crying. I'll cry laughing right now because oh, she's got so many really unattractive. <laughs> wow, thanks. <laughs> Oh, do you want a tissue for your issues? Yes. I don't have any. <laughs> I'm kidding. You look beautiful. Yeah. You're beautiful cry. Yeah. You're beautiful when you cry. Oh my goodness, she's gone all red. You're listening to Behind the Clipboard. Event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the insider toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. We've been going for a year, we've had three seasons, but we thought, what a, what a great chance to sit back and talk about our favourite episodes from the season and, and why. So, Mel, what was your fave? Well, this won't come as a shock to anybody, but my favourite episode was this very second... Very second. <laughs> the very second one. Was the second episode we ever recorded. Food, glorious food. Mm, I love that one too. Same. And I think we just didn't run out of things to talk about. Shocking. Shockingly. I know food is definitely the centre of so many events, of every event, let's face it. So it's important. If you're going to the movies and you're having popcorn and Prosecco, people want to know that that popcorn is Absolutely. just extra buttery, extra salty. Open your Maltesers, put them in the box. Mm. Let me tell um, you, if you invite me to something and it does not specify food or drink... There's a very high chance I won't come. That is also true. Actually, important tip, takeaway, on your invite, specify what meal is being served. <laughs> <laughs> the exact ingredients exact. in it. I mean, you don't have to go that in-depth, but just the style of food service. Do I need to have dinner before? Will I be going to McDonald's after? I went to an event recently where they had a grazing board, like a shared – I want. I don't want to call it a grazing board. It was like a – Anti-pasto platter? It was like boards where you go, you got a plate. and I guess it was like a buffet, but it was served on boards. And it was supposed to be dinner. But they didn't cater for vegetarians at all. Oh. Actually, non-meat eaters at all. So vegetarians, pescatarians. And so by the time I got there, there was just a plate full of meat. They did have a few little... Pickled vegetables. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much what they did. And so that's all I could eat was a couple of leftover pickled vegetables that the meat eaters hadn't taken as their sides. <laughs> and I was pretty hungry. Yeah, that sucks. It did suck. I obviously don't listen to the podcast because we, like, number one when you're planning a menu, think about vegetarians and other dietaries. Well, exactly. at one point a waitress did come out with a dinner plate. I'd say there were 75 people there. A dinner plate of, this is for the vegans, and it was just... Boiled cauliflower. <gasps> no. <laughs> no one likes boiled cauliflower Nobody. in general. Yeah. But yeah, mindful menus is still a really big trend. You know, if we're going to talk about what's different or what's been updated since we aired that episode, food miles are still a really big thing. And being mindful of vegetarians, pescatarians, all their eating all the Aryans. these days. Yeah, all the Aryans. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, that came out, that came out wrong. Not the podcast for it. Mm. <laughs> um, also, interactive food. 
is food theater. We still like yeah, still going strong. Still, food stations are still a really big thing. Yeah, bring on the scallop station. Oh my god! Mm. Oh, you missed that thing that Mel and I went to. I know, but I've lived it vicariously oh. through you. I was like, no one talked to me. There's a scallop station with like ten dipping sauces. Mm. So good. Oh, it's so good. And grab-and-go options actually have made a real rise lately, particularly breakfast events. You know, like they do little portable picnic, like gorgeous gourmet picnic packs for everybody at the event that you can take and sit wherever you like in the park or, you know, little mason jars of extravagant granola and yogurt that you take away with you. I do like a jar salad as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Upside-down jar salad is Food on the go is good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I've seen a lot lately? They've had high-class events and then they've brought in a McDonald's-style food I served. have seen that at a Kardashian-related event. Yeah, right. Yeah. What and do you mean? Actually, from McDonald's? Wasn't it at the White House as well they did something like that? Really? I've seen it at a lot of American yeah. events lately. Yep. So they, they've done – it hasn't been associated with McDonald's, but they've done Style. like yeah. a tray, like a McDonald's-esque tray mm. and then they've done the fries in a certain colour and the hamburger box in a certain colour, which is all relating back to the event theme. And oh, it's so – it's really kitsch, would you call it? I don't know. It's weird. It's like kitsch-naff. Kanaf. <laughs> it's a bit naff. It's kif-naff, kitsch-naff. I mean, it's yeah. budget food, which I'm sure is costing a bomb. Because to, pre- like, to present it would be quite expensive. This is more stylized into a, like a fast food. And it's probably like a Wagyu burger with like truffle potato fries. Yeah. It's yeah. probably something yeah. really gourmet. Yeah. Interesting trend. And fermented food. Still pretty big. Everybody's into gut health. Good for your gut. Kimchi, kombucha. Sauerkraut. That fermented food trend is also leading into beverage trends as well. Craft tea has become a big I thing lately. I did see that the other day. I was like, we're just going to make yeah. tea a little bit more... Bougie. Extra. Tea yeah. just keeps yeah being yeah. reinvented, reinvented. Yeah. You add fruits and sparkles and you're good to go. Mm, I haven't seen Cocktails. that. Cocktails. Yeah. yeah. They put that swizzle of like it. metallic stuff and like the tea looks metallic. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Does it taste good? Uh, Does it taste like you've gone to the dentist? Ew. No, I haven't tasted I've just seen it on Instagram. Metallic just doesn't sound right. The metallic have, doesn't. Haven't you seen those powders you can put into like cocktails and stuff and it makes it sparkle, like shimmer? Sorry? No, but in my office I do have a bag of gin bombs. Interesting. Which are supposed to, they're, they're tea bags oh. and they're supposed to go into your gin and tea. Mm-hmm. I haven't used one yet because it's... For flavour or are they? do they have gin in them? For flavour. I think you have to already have had the gin and weird. tea in the cup. Mm. And yeah. Then, yeah. I'm interested but you in add that. it. Yeah, I'll show you after this episode. Do you remember when people we were putting those flowers in champagne all the time? Yeah. The ones that open up? Is it the hibiscus. Rosella hibiscus mm, flowers? Yeah. Pretty. It was pretty, but no one does that old anymore. Old school. Yeah, it was yeah. old school. <laughs> so, Tam, what's your favourite episode that we've recorded? Hmm. I loved the C word <laughs> because of the – and it was all you guys. I can't take any credit, but you did the analogy of the dating world and I loved – so the C word stood for – collaboration and you did this analogy of dating the whole way through so you you um flirt with the person you want to collaborate with to begin with and then you have the first date and but you don't want to give away too much don't be too keen exactly. like cool yeah you don't want to be dating other people in their industry um i don't know what else come up lots of sexual innuendo it was just that seems very unlikely for us make sure you have a prenup Yes. Oh, we want Brina. Everything yeah. in writing. Yep. Yeah, it was fun. That was a really cool episode. Yeah, I enjoyed recording that one. So that was season two, episode five, the C word. Look it up. Crystal. 
What was your favourite? Um, so one of my favourite episodes was also quite early on in season one, um, was decoding dress codes. Yeah, so we, that was fun. So we talked about, you know, for us as event professionals, we're used to seeing dress codes, so we don't think it's that much of a stretch to work out what they are. But for, you know, the average punter, what's the difference between black tie and white tie? When is it okay to go for a knee-length dress over a floor-length dress? Mm-hmm. What's important as the event planner to put on your invite if it's a grass event in terms of footwear? Exactly. And just yeah. the fact that you always need a dress code or almost yeah. always. I mean, weddings is probably the only exception. Yeah. And it's, I think it value adds for your guests as well so they feel like they fit into the event as well because what if it was a dress code that everyone knew about and you didn't and you rocked up in your thongs? Yeah. Yeah. It is important for sure. It's a big comfort thing for people to know exactly. Yeah. We're doing an event tonight and – it's in a stadium, so there's a lot of walking going on. So oh. we've given the guests exactly the information that they need. So when you get dropped off, you are going to walk for at least 10 minutes to get to the venue. And you're walking on hard concrete. So don't be wearing your favourite Louboutin stilettos. stilettos. Yeah. yeah. And we also talked about in that episode the Met Gala for that for 2019. Mm-hmm. And they've just released the 2020 theme, which is oh. about time, fashion and duration. What? <laughs> I don't really get what that means. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing how people interpret that very... Can you uh, say that again? About time, fashion and duration. Duration. They're, duration. They're always so abstract. Yeah, they're very abstract. Totally Do you think ambiguous. maybe that will be vintage about time, duration, fashion to, to through me, the time? almost mm. duration makes me think of sustainable fabrics as well. Oh, like when yeah. will they br- – I don't know. Like, oh, that's cool. I mean, we I could, like that take on it. Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, if we wanted to go to the Met Gala Girls, I just did some research on how much oh, a yeah. ticket would be, Tam. Yeah. Um, so how much do you think one seat at the Met Gala costs? It's a black tie event. It's at the uh, – Whitney? No, where is it? I should know this. It's at the Met. It's at oh. – <laughs> It's called the Met Gala. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I had a big night last night. Okay, mm. I would have thought – I've never actually given it any thought. I would have thought most people would be just invited. Those are my okay. shower thoughts, Tam. Like, how much does the Met Gala cost? I, yeah. I had heard it was about 20000 mm-hmm. per plate. Well, Wow, really? Yeah, I knew it was a lot. Like, that's why only people at Rihanna can afford to go. Yeah. So, so everyone who's going is actually paying. So yeah. I used to think, similar to you, Tam, that it was like an invite only and you maybe made a donation to the Met Foundation – where the Met Gala is held. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found out that it's actually, in Australian dollars, forty, nearly $44,000 per head or 400 grand per table of 10. Whoa. Wow. So Would anybody buy a table of 10? I mean... Do you think? Or is it... There's a lot of, of Kardashians. I'm not sure. Mm, that's true. <laughs> Kardashians plus partners. That yeah, would be more than 10. That's 50 people. Yeah. Um, so it's that's why you kind of see the calibre of people you see. Mm. Yeah. But guys, like maybe we should start a GoFundMe so I can go to the Met Gala. Where and does then, the money go? It goes to the Met Foundation, which is about museum restoration yeah. and that kind of. It's like an arts, arts and culture. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's cool. That's yeah. a good source. But like they get that money every year, and so they'd they have probably, a decent amount. Probably spend at least another ten thousand on their outfit. Yes. Um, Crazy. Kim Kardashian goes in a sprinter van because she can't sit in her outfit usually. <laughs> yeah. That was she this just year, right? In on her when she was wearing that like trolley. latex, the wet, um, look. wet look, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's my favorite I don't episode. Know if I'd go that far for fashion. Oh, the things would I you? would. Yes. Would you travel an hour in? No, you wouldn't because traffic. you wouldn't be able to eat in that. There's oh yeah. No, no she got way. changed to eat. That's I really respect oh, that. Oh, I do respect that. <laughs> so she got all kit. Oh, yeah. So they do. So they basically do. We're getting into this. They do a red carpet arrival photo and a look, which is the wet look thing. And they often change again for like the actual seated part of the event where there's not as much cameras. Didn't I see oh. a video of someone, maybe it was Gaga, 
changing on the red carpet. Yeah. Yes, that's Gaga. Um, actually, I don't think I've ever seen inside the Met Gala. Exactly. I've seen the setup. They always take a photo of the themed room yeah. before people with are neutral inside. house lights. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if they've it's got a, a pretty, no photo thing. It's a pretty prestigious yeah. locked down event. There's not really any cameras in there, I don't think. Yeah. So you wear your really tight, uncomfortable dress while you're walking down the red carpet and get all your photos from all the angles. And get the so why, and we should be hearing a lot of stories from inside the Met Gala, if that's the case, because there must be a lot going on okay, inside. Um, Kanye West, you are my number one artist of the decade. So if you're listening, I'd like to know what happens inside the Met Gala. Nice. DM me. Instagram. I like it. Let us know. Maybe that's what you're paying for. Maybe there's a Privacy. an NDA in your when you purchase your ticket. Who knows? Yeah, possibly. So you've never seen any photos. I've seen like the odd phone photo from I don't want to say who Kim Kardashian <laughs> Instagram, um, but like not really never any professional, not professional like staged no. photos or anything. Like I don't know what I don't even know what formalities they have. Interesting. Me neither. Yeah. And I, I suppose that's Maybe the they appeal. just walk up the stairs <laughs> and then out the other end. And there's just McDonald's yeah. waiting for them in the room. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Very, very stylized yeah. McDonald's. But it's so exclusive and so secretive. That's why you pay that money. Yeah. So another one of my favourites was also in season one, episode five, and that was Sparking Creativity. So we talked a lot about mood boards, colours, themes, how you spark your creativity. We talked a lot about the Pantone colour of the year. Which Mel works for the Pantone Institute. I yeah, do. Yeah, we figured that out yeah. during the recording. In case you missed it, I She's do work for the... secretly working there. So this isn't a spoiler alert because it has been released now, but they've just released the new Pantone colour of the year. Did you see what it was? <laughs> because you would know before the rest yeah, of the world. Of course. <laughs> and yep. she kept that really good secret for Melissa. So yeah. yeah Drum roll. Thanks. Pantone colour of the year for 2020 is classic blue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can tell by the tone of my voice that I'm not that impressed with classic blue, but they, from a marketing and hype perspective, they did a really good job on sort of the lead up to um, revealing what the colour was. Oh, mm. they did. They yeah. did. Yeah, they did a lot. Because they did like the last decade of yeah. cu- Pantone colours. They did, will it be this? Will it be this? I think I was maybe one of five people that cared. Two of them are in this room with me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they did, um, from a marketing perspective, also after it came out, they came out with that whole spiel, Mel, that you were telling us about the other day. Yeah. They explained it really well. Yeah. Their, their theory was that the world, you know, approaching Y2K, so the, the turn of the decade we die. last time, there was a lot of anxiety around that. There was a lot of apprehension about what the new decade would bring. And what colour was it this that year? Did I'm they not say? actually sure, but go, going into 2020, into the next decade, they kind of felt the same thing. And also, you know, the rise of mental health issues related to social media, all that sort of stuff. Um, they related it to an anti-anxiety blue. A meditative blue. Is how they pitched it. So, you know, it's meant to be calming. It's meant to be reassuring. It's meant to give you a sense of security. It's not a fun, wild colour. It's Something to stable, stabilise <laughs> yeah. you going into 2020. And what I really love as well, I've been paying attention to their Instagram for the last couple of days, is they've just started releasing like the consumer goods they've partnered with. So there's like couches coming out now in Pantone Classic Blue. Mm. There's all sorts I of things. That scares that. me. Yeah. Yuck. And just <laughs> looked up 2000 was Cerulean Blue. There oh, you there you go. So blue is obviously their calming colour. And if I think they should probably still have it on their Instagram, we'll put a link to it. But their launch event was a sight to behold. Really? Did you have you still not watched it? No, it's Tell so us, good. So they it? did. Um, so they did. Like it looked like a, just a room where both the ceiling, the walls, and the floor were all screens, and they sort of had like the oh. colours coming out really fast, like zoom, 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 
Nice. And it was very immersive. It looked like one of those light installations. And then when they finally revealed the colour, sort of the other colours fell away and you were left with this blue wash. It was amazing. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I, I was, like it. I was who, who goes? Who's who's at that? I don't know. When you get invited to that too, that yeah. and the Met. Start the yes. go, go fund me for us. Yes. Oh, I'd love to be there. Me yeah, too. so if, like Where they, do they do it? Where is Pantone? Melissa? Where's your office? It's actually headquartered in New Jersey. So yeah, go back and listen to the episode about mood boards if you want to learn more about the Pantone Institute because it's actually very interesting if you have never heard of them before. Yeah. Can and I just say they could have been a little bit more exciting even if they chose this What's it called? Basic blue. Classic, Classic blue. blue. But exactly. Blue. Uh, the name is part of my problem with it. Yeah, I've because just I'm just looking back at some other ones. We've had... Slap a fancy name on it and true it looks so much better. Red, oh, no. True red is pretty much like classic blue. <laughs> yeah, it is. Let's go again. We've had tiger lily. That's nice. What colour is that? It was know. kind of an orange. Classic oh. orange. <laughs> but tiger lily makes it sound a bit more exotic exactly. and exciting. Exactly. Yeah. That's so my we've point. Had um, like sand dollar, they, they could have called it chili pepper. Deep, chili pepper's nice. They could have called it deep sea. Um, Blue a, iris. As yeah, I like that. Mimosa. As William Shakespeare once said, "What's in a name?" A lot, apparently. A lot. A lot. Mimosa looks like a puke diarrhea. It actually looks color. like classic yellow. <laughs> 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 but they've had some beautiful honeysuckle. That's pretty. Is that what color that is? Classic pink. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for this podcast to be like video broadcast as well. But this one, which is kind of a ready, is that chili pepper. It's tangerine tango. See, so I like alliteration. How can you go from tangerine tango to, to classic, classic blue, blue. Bougie, like, bougie blue, and radiant like living, orchid, living coral? Even it's such a nice. Yeah. It's color. evocative. I'm it disappointed, is. Pantone. I'm disappointed. But still, invite us to your next launch event, even though we're disappointed. I'll pass on your feedback to the board. Thanks. Yeah. Aren't you on the board? Yeah. So you're passing it on to yourself. So we've also had a lot of guests on the show. Tam, who are some of your favourite guests that we've interviewed? Oh, I've liked so many people. I've really enjoyed all the guests we've talked to, but I've got to say my standout, one of my standouts. Oh, I don't want to choose a favourite. I, I feel so bad. I like choosing a favourite child. Um, I'm going to go with Lala. Because yes. we just, how can you not love Lala? She was just so vibrant. So, so much fun. Informative yes. and passionate. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about... Um, stationary and, and how that works with the whole uh, emotion of the event that you're doing and how she connects to her people. And um, that Como wedding. Yeah. yeah. The, the, she did the invites for this guy just rocked up who was like very unassuming and was like, I'm having this big wedding. Lake Como. In Lake Como, yeah. Not Como, the suburb. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the um, Lake Como story was amazing. Yeah. So Lala was everything that I loved. Love, 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 love. And it was just nice to meet a kindred spirit who cares about GSM as much as we do. Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> My other favourite guest who came in here and she talked about the nipple walls. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> was, Brooke. was Brooke Vavoda. Oh, Vanilla and Vanilla Rich. What? Vavoda. You nailed that. Her maiden name's Vavoda. Oh, is it? Yeah. Vanilla Rich. Yeah. I always think of Vavoda first. But Brooke Vanilla. We'll have to get Brooke on again because we don't have the nipple walls anymore. Brooke from yeah, we yeah, do. We, do. we do. Oh yeah. No, yeah, but not on this side. Brooke from Villa Management. Let's yes. Volinovich. I can say it. I don't know what she came is in wrong and with me. Dropped heaps of knowledge about social media marketing for your event. Yeah. So we talked about <laughs> marketing. We talked about using event hashtags, behind the scenes footage, and doing stories and all that behind the scenes stuff is what really builds momentum and gets people excited about an event. And that was one of her hottest tips, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Showing all those sorts of things on social media and really ramming it home. And creating photo moments within uh, Instagramable moments. Yeah. Yeah. So that was episode four of season two, if you want to go back and listen to it in more detail. 
Crystal, who was your favourite guest? So, same with Tam. It's like picking a favourite child or <laughs> a favourite puppy from a big litter of puppies. I love them all, but I do have a soft spot for Roger Blow, who I know oh, outside I of the podcast. Aww. But I think his topic was really one of those things that is so niche and I think mm-hmm. it hasn't really been covered in a podcast before, which is um, the legal side of being a social media influencer and how that affects your event. Yeah, and, and it was really popular. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. We don't mean to sound so shocked, Roger. I'm going <laughs> to reveal that Roger Blow's episode is the top downloaded episode of the podcast from any season. Yeah. DJ Rogue. There you go. And I know he wanted to say tits, 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 <laughs> but he didn't. He's he restrained very, himself. He's a very respectful lawyer yeah. by day. He is. <laughs> but, you know, we're worried it could be a little bit dry, but... It was very interesting and obviously you guys agreed with us because it was the most listened to episode. Yeah, the feedback that I got was that, you know, he was super cool but had super <laughs> knowledge. Someone bowed me up and told me for How about cool. 15 was minutes. Was it Roger? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't super cool. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was one of Roger's fans. So, uh, yeah. Blo, you've got some fans out there and your episode is rocking. What um, season was it? Season two, episode 10. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen on to it. that one. It was really interesting because yeah. it was so diverse as well. Remember we went to but We went to Brazilian Brazilian Butlifts. Brazilian butlifts. <laughs> my last favourite episode, I mean, I enjoyed them all, but one of my favourites was Event Fails and that was actually the next most listened to episode. Yeah, and I think we'll definitely do another Event Fails soon because everyone wants to know like you learn from your mistakes but yeah. everyone wants to know how you've absolutely tragically messed up oh yeah and you know as experienced as we are it still happens to us or we just tell other people's stories yeah, yeah. or we go oh that'd be good for the podcast let me fix this mistake and then i'll write it down yeah yeah so that is season two episode three if you want to go back and listen to how we've royally messed up in the past but, but what we've other, learned what from all of learned exactly and that's it that's it boner we out <laughs> Tell us what your favourite episode was, though. We would love to hear what your favourite episode is. So hit us up on Instagram. That's our favourite place to hang out. Absolutely. Pop into Facebook if you like, but we're barely ever there. <laughs> we're not really sure how it works. Leave <laughs> us a review on iTunes or yes. Spotify, Spotify or Podcast Player or wherever you listen to this podcast. Exactly. And you can pop in those reviews what your favourite episode has been so far and what you'd like to hear from us in Season 4. In 2020, oh my god! Oh my god! In the next decade, we're yes. all wearing a uh, classic blue, classic blue, oh and getting ready for the Met Gala. Lucky it's my colour. <laughs> Same, <laughs> not mine. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Boner. Boner. Boner? (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) And now that we've got your attention, thank you so much for tuning in to our wrap-up episode. We can't start it with three of us saying boner. (laughs) Why not? Bonus. You were supposed to say bonus episode, weren't you? You said boner. Yeah. So I just repeated you. (laughs) I thought, this is what we're doing. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) It's a bit on the nose. No, let's not start with it. It's on the bone. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> so am I saying again? Am I saying bonus? Oh. <laughs> Let's just start with that. Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
There's nothing written on the page, so I can't even take over. I keep looking at it. Yeah, I'm having the same issue. That's because you said no notes. <laughs> All right, wait. Everyone, today's episode is a bonus episode for 2019. Yes, it is. <laughs> Factual. This is about the 50th time we tried to record the intro because we got the giggles because bonus sounds like something else. And it's near... <laughs> Because we're three. It's 